Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Corner, the official podcast of PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Eric Smolsky, joined by the list maker himself, the list maker, the content creator, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. It's Nick Pollock. <laughs> what is happening? We've got baseball today. I know. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, we're, okay, we're recording this Wednesday night, but still Thursday, spring training, and we've got one game, just one. <laughs> But then all of Friday, we got a games and everything. It's going to be great. Listen, and what better than to talk about what you guys should be watching for from all starting pitchers in spring training. Yes. I'm super excited for this one. We did have baseball today because I don't know how many times you watched uh, Shota Imanaga pitch to oh, Sam yeah. Suzuki. Oh, that, one, that one video that Alex Fast posted. I actually watched, I watched the whole it. video. Um, watched and I, the setup guy, I think is what his name is. And he recorded that whole thing and put it online. So definitely watch that. He actually hung a slider to Patrick Wisdom to and got repercussions for striking out previously. So uh, yeah, that was a bomb to left center field off of a terrible slider that was yes. upstairs. But yeah, Imanaga looked really good though against A. Suzuki. Looks so great. That was fun. Yeah. Looks so good. Um, yeah, so as Nick alluded to, we are basically just going to take this episode and Nick is going to let you know what you need to watch um, or things to know about every relevant um, starting pitcher for all of spring training. Yeah. Um, so the idea will be to kind of guide your reading, your news intake, your viewing. So you're, you're kind of sorting through the fluff and getting to what matters most. We're going to do this in alphabetical order. Um, so if at any point you zone out and you hear us talking about a team, that will help you to understand what team you yeah, have right? missed uh, <laughs> because we are going in alphabetical order. Yes. Um, there'll be no tears. There'll be no joking. Nothing. Um, well, there'll We're be going, tons this of jokes. Speed run for efficiency. But, okay. Yes. And bear um, with us. I mean, I have this article coming out tomorrow. I haven't finished it yet, unfortunately. Um, I spent today making sure a lot of the draft kit stuff is done. And it's almost done. So there will be times later on that I'm trying to play catch up with myself. But uh, it's all pretty much here and ready to go. And it's funny because I actually know some of the prospects to watch, which is kind of fun. You know, so, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So if you are listening to this and you haven't read the content yet, uh, you can check pitcherlist.com uh, for Nick's article. You can check next week um, on NBCSports.com my article, which is going to be th- uh, things to watch. So it's not just about the pitchers, but I'll focus on like Garrett Whitlock slider. How does it develop? Things like mm. that. So it'll be a little more nuanced. So these two things should work kind of in tandem to give you really all you need in terms of starting pitching for what yeah. to actually pay attention to in spring. It's going to be great. So what we got first? So we're going we're gonna to dive right in. Let's go. Um, so we're going to start with the Texas. No, oh, alphabetical. No, we're starting, with the, uh, <laughs> we're starting with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes. So we have Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, Eduardo Rodriguez, Ryan Nelson, that rotation. Honestly, nothing really about those five guys. Obviously, we want to see like them healthy, but there's nothing that I'm truly expecting. Maybe Fott throwing up serious fastballs, but otherwise, like these guys should be fine. Maybe if there's something new with Ryan Nelson. And as far as prospects go, uh, there really isn't anything. I mean, I, I got nothing, say, for the human Lin or maybe even Connor Pilkington. But uh, for the most part, like, it's just those and it should just be normal. So that's all I got, Arizona. Enjoy spring training, everyone. Uh, we don't have a non-roster invite, from my understanding, for... Uh, oh, actually, we do. No, we're going to see Christian Mena, who, uh, who will be present because uh, mm-hmm. he's on the 40-man. And... Maybe he's kind of interesting. He's been talked about it maybe as the SB6 for the Dimex, not Tommy yeah. Henry and Slate Sazoni or Blade Watson or Blake Watson, but or Bryce Jarvis or whatever. Maybe Corbin Martin. But nothing really too exciting. 
Yeah, I feel like Ryan Nelson is a weak link there, but there might not be somebody to push him, but something to keep right. in mind. Yeah. Um, next up is the Atlanta Braves. Right. Spencer Strider has a new curveball, apparently, but does not matter because it's going to be like a show me pitch. I wish he had his cutter, but whatever. It's going to be Strider. As long as Max, Max Fried is healthy. Same with Chris Sale. That's fine. Same with Charlie Morton. And there's kind of some discussion about the SP5 for Atlanta because it's Bryce Elder, Elder at the end. And they have all these random options like Smith Shaver and Wasker Noah will be there because he's on the 40 man too. And uh, Darius Vines and whatnot. But really the one that we're going to be watching is Tristan Waldrop, who does have a non-wrestler invite if you don't know him. He's a four-seamer splitter guy. And if he absolutely wows, maybe there is a chance he makes it into that rotation. But honestly, it should be Elder. And uh, it's just kind of a fun time for us to look, uh, sit back and enjoy it. Also, there's Taylor Widener. Remember him? Uh, he'll be there, but it does not matter. Are you even watching for Dylan Dodd? Or do you think? No, he, he was 101. I put out my top 100 prospects. He was 101 because, yeah, everything does not profile well. He was that was ugh, I look back and I cringe every single year. I do something in spring training that I just cringe about. And that was one of them. And I'm really sorry, everybody. I just loved his slider inside. I thought he had good command in fastball. And no, no, no. He was a he was a little hyped for just a little bit of time. It's my fault. Um, Baltimore Orioles. We now have more things to watch than we did a week ago. Yes. Uh, so this is interesting to me because it's Corbin Burns and Grace Rodriguez. Clearly the one in the two now that Brian, uh, Kyle Bradish is going to be delayed. Same with John Means. And we were even saying like maybe Dean Kramer doesn't really start in some world here because he was going to be the SP5. But now he's SP3. So he clearly has a spot. Tyler Wells is the SP4. Uh, we don't know how long John Means is going to be out, by the way. I actually should go back and uh, update him and add him to the IL uh, stash um, article that I put out today. Because he's gonna, I think it's going to be like a month or something along those lines. You might know better than I do um, on that one. I heard I heard um, a month is what I heard. A month, yeah. okay. Um, and then, so I have what I call a fifth rotation spot challenge. And as of right now, Cole Irvin and Bruce Zimmerman are involved. Actually, I actually need to double check that it's Bruce Zimmerman, but... Kate Povich and Chase McDermott are the real interesting ones. There's also Justin Armbruster. Uh, so keep an eye out for them. Uh, I personally like uh, Chase McDermott more than Cade Povich. Uh, I'm really excited to watch them pitch, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens here. It's There is absolutely opportunity for one of those guys now. Um, there's also Jordan Montgomery out there. Hi, what's up? I need a team and the Orioles would make such a good fit. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess I'm also really curious about Tyler Wells to see how he does and see if he can really have the same command that he used to have. There's also Keegan Aiken who could maybe get a spot and maybe get some opportunity there. Uh, Jonathan Heasley. Like, ugh, I just want it to be Chase or Arcade, but we'll see. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery actually linked, continuously linked He's in some loose fashion to the Boston Red Sox. He spent his whole offseason in Boston. There's no. some apparent interest, um, but maybe not enough. But he keeps getting linked to them. Um, and they are our next team to discuss. So what are you looking for in Boston? I mean, this has a fifth rotation spot challenge, right? And that is Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock at the moment. And there really isn't much outside of that between those two guys. Uh, I guess Brian Mata is going to be there. But uh, I don't, Mata is officially a reliever now. They've officially they've, Craig, they've, outli- they've Breslo, said it out, out loud. Breslow said good. it out loud. Okay, well, okay. Breslow, fine. Didn't you didn't you answer my voicemail? But okay, it's all right. Um, Josh Minkowski is there, I guess, too. That you know was talking about on the craft. Um, but as far as prospects go, the only one that I was curious about was uh, was Michael Gonzalez, and he could be there. I mean, he's 
he's on the 40 man. So you might see some of him pay attention to that. Cooper Criswell is supposed to be fighting for it too. Um, but I, uh, yeah, Chris Murphy and Brandon Walter, I don't care about otherwise for the actual rotation, Giolito, hopefully he's up to 94. Brian Bale, I would love to see that slider from him. Obviously, Nick Pivette having command with the sweeper or the whirly bird, I should say, the cutter and the four-seamer. And, of course, Cutter Crawford establishing himself in the rotation as well. I'm excited to see all those guys. Um, and I'm very curious about that fifth spot. I mean, yeah. Tanner Alk having that, having something to go against lefties, of course, too. And yeah. Whitlock not looking terrible with his singer. I'll add because this is uh, my team of interest and I, I follow yeah. them as closely as anything. They've pretty much said it's it's Whitlock, Hauk, and Winkowski. Um, that's the battle. Mm. Um, also, uh, Luis Pirellas will, uh, is on the 40-man. They had to put him on the 40-man to avoid the Rule 5 draft. Um, he is a really interesting young prospect for them. Um, he uh, will probably be in high A. Um, he's only 20 years old, so he's not a uh, guy to watch yeah. to crack the rotation, right. um, but is a really well-regarded prospect and is thought of in circles where like if all of these guys they brought into the organization are going to cause the younger pitchers to like leap in their development. Mm -hmm. Perales is one that people are kind of like ticketing is like he may make a big jump this year. Yeah. So a couple of things I'm seeing really quickly. This is the fast assessment. This is why I didn't include him inside the top 100 because it was only in a plus ball for eight games. Um, And he's as young as he is, as you mentioned, he'll be 21 next year. He's six foot one and one sixty. Um, and is that not had, a good body type? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just so, so you know, when, it, when I see pitchers who weigh less than me, I get a little weirded out. Um, but I uh, 60 fastball with a future 70 on fan graphs, which obviously means he has a big heater. I uh, in command is a 30 40. So obviously, things will work out there um, with massive 13 plus percent uh, walk rates, but of course, a 16 percent swing strike rate with that big fastball. So I'm very curious to see them. I'll add them to the list here. Good, good call there. Um, we're just going to skip the White Sox, right? There's really nothing we need to watch. Oh, that, of course there is. <laughs> um, but I, the White Sox, it's Dylan Cease who might not be there. Who knows? Eric Fetty, I'm very excited about. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, the new slider and the the splitter, see the, the velocity is actually holding because he was like 92 and change before. And apparently he's you know hitting 96 or so um, now, and which maybe suggests that he's at 94. So I don't know. Um, there's Michael Kopech, who, whatever, uh, Michael Soroka, if he's honestly looking stable and in control and command and everything, there actually might be some really good value in your deep leagues with Soroka, who hasn't really had this opportunity to have camp to earn a rotation spot for a very long time. And he used to be a big command guy. And then we don't know who the fifth rotation guy is right now for the, for the White Sox. Chris Flexen has the inside lane, but Garrett Crochet was supposed to be stretched out. You have Jake Woodford and Chad Cool as non-roster invites. You know, those names have formal former uh, rotation spots in uh, the major leagues right they have experience there you have jesse schultons who has a little bit too jared schuster all those guys are debatably in the mix and don't even forget the prospects of hey prelander barella i know he <laughs> has control <laughs> issues but man is he fun so watch him there's davy garcia who honestly has looked really good for the White Sox, and they might be trying to get him as a starter too. Jake Eater will be there, mm-hmm. who I didn't really like in the AFL, but he was the main piece of that. He was the piece of the Jake Berger deal. Um, with the Marlins, you have Nick Nostrini and Kai Bush as well that came who came over. I believe both of them in that Lance Lynn deal. Um, I could be wrong there, but uh, I know Nostrini was at the very least. I think Kai Bush too. Regardless, um, both of them are interesting. Nostrini being, I think, the number one pitching prospect for the White Sox. So, they're going to be fun to watch as well. Um, there are a lot of interesting names here, and pay attention to the White Sox, at least for that fifth rotation spot, because if it is Garrett, if he has something to add 
on top of the fastball slider and maybe hopefully a better fastball that could be somewhat interesting yeah and i know you you and uh michael kopek there are some smart people including eno saris who you mentioned who have talked about the idea that uh, they could see him as a closer for the White Sox. Sure. Um, so I am watching that in spring because I'm just curious to see if he develops in a way that that makes us think that he will be in the rotation, or yeah. could there could they actually just say, you know what, there are other guys emerging, and maybe we give him a shot. I could have sworn I saw something about um, they are making him a starter. Um, I think I think the plan is still to yeah make him a starter. Yeah, goal is for uh, Michael Kopech to be a starter for the White Sox. Yeah. Um, from um, NBC Sports. You know those guys? I, I don't know. Who's, <laughs> who is that? Um, I had also heard that they had told Flexen that he would be in the rotation, but the more I keep reading about it, the more I think that was not real um, because right. I haven't actually been able to validate that, and he hasn't been great as a starter of late. What? How dare he? Um, let's move to the same city, different team. <laughs> Uh, Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs. So I put out a tweet like an idiot um, and totally forgot who was on the 40 man for the Cubs. That was really fun. So I deleted it and changed it. But I uh, getting to those guys in a second, Justin Steele. I mean, is he still a two pitch guy? And then like, do I, I don't like him, but whatever. Just make sure everything's fine. Jameson Tyone is going to be really interesting. I wanted to see him do the things that he talked about in uh, on the interview with us in December. That was more slider emphasis, really saving not necessarily saving, but really utilizing the four seamer upstairs a ton and attacking with it. Um, and uh, you know, having the sinker inside and then the cutter feel again to lefties. Showed Imanaga, oh boy. I, I, I cannot express enough. He is my big guy. I'm I'm like so in on him. Can't wait to watch him in uh in actual um game situations. Uh Cal Hendricks, is he does he still have enough? I mean, it was just sinkers and changeups without the curveball before, but he should still have a spot. And the fifth Rotation spot. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Jordan Wicks, Javier Assad, Drew Smiley, or Hayden Wesneski? Because Kate Horton did not get a roster invite. Yep. I hate it. And I get it because they're saying, look, if we want Kate Horton to pitch this year, then we're not going to have him go 180. So let's just not bring him to spring training, save his bullets, and have him really start going in April instead. But come on, man. You want Kate Horton to get to know the team, feel ready. Yeah. Like, just don't make him throw. Just, what the heck? What are you doing? It, it's Kate Horton, really, your best guy. It really bums me out um, because I I really did want to see him. Um, ben Brown. Oh yeah, well, I hadn't gone to. Yeah. Oh yeah. sorry, I thought sorry. We, you, we, I wasn't we were so locked in on. We were so locked in on Caleb Horton. Ben Brown, Caleb Killian, and Hayden Wisniewski are the other three. Um, so those are there because they're on the forty man. All of them. Uh, ben Brown to me is more of a reliever. Uh, his his four seamer. I mean, slider is great. Four seamer is fine. Like it isn't excelling to me in any of the pitch shape stuff that I like. Really bad VAA, but good, decent enough extension, decent enough IVB. It's like 16 inches IVB, which is good. You want to see that, but like then you want to see something else be elite and nothing else is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a little worried there. Caleb Killing, and I'm curious what we're going to see. I just know him as like a singer focused guy with without really anything that stood out before when he w- made his debut. So maybe there's something new there that would be exciting. But yeah, really, to me, it's Kate Horton. So what? And I don't really care about any of those. <laughs> Wesneski only like, has a sweeper. I was going to say, I feel know? like Wesneski is a reliever, too. Yeah, they said that they wanted to stretch him out. So Javier Saad, Drew Smiley, Jordan Wicks, and Wesneski technically are going for that fifth spot. I expect it to be Jordan Wicks. Yeah. I really don't want so to be Smiley. I think Javier Saad doesn't do enough. 
I had moments last year where I was excited about Wesneski. So let's at least. I, I, well, entering the year, I thought this, I mean, the sweeper is so sweeper. good and I, I was going to be yeah. against it. But then I thought, oh, hey, this, the cutter is good enough and change it maybe. And yeah, it's not very and good. And it wasn't, it wasn't that. No. Um, there are so many things to watch for the next team, which is the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's too much. <laughs> so, like, okay, Hunter Green, you're healthy. That's cool. Do you have anything new? Oh, you have a splitter? But is that what you need? I don't know. But maybe. he also yeah. has a curveball. Does he really? Yeah. And so in the article that I'm I wrote. I'm so not interested in curveballs anymore. The article that I wrote today, um, which came out, which is pitches the new pitches and should you care. Mm, um, I I continued talking about what we had talked about both on uh, Twitter and on, in, on this podcast about. I think the curveball is probably more important for Hunter Green than the splitter. Because Hunter Green doesn't need another swing and miss pitch that he can't throw for strikes. Yeah. He needs a pitch that he can land in the strike zone and a right. pitch that will also create more of a velocity gap yeah. um, and mess with timing when, um, yeah. in a way that the splitter won't with the slider and the fastball. Right. I don't know that the curveball is what he needs, but I think the curveball no. is more interesting to me than the splitter. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you because he needs to steal more strikes. Yes. And generally when I hear a pitcher adding a curveball when they already have an established fastball slider, hey, Spencer Strider, what did I say before? Sure, that's going to be a show-me pitch. That's going to be an early thing like a Logan, uh, not Logan, I'm so sorry, Alex Cobb, like 85% in early counts, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That's going to help Hunter Green set up more of those four seamers and sliders. Uh, I just, I can't remember a pitcher, save for maybe Zach Eflin, who actually made a big difference adding a curveball and like yeah. utilizing it more than like 10% of the time, you know, I, I agree. Uh, but then again, if Hunter green adds a worthy curveball and throws it 10% of the time, that could be great addition for great. Like, absolutely more strikes early in counts. 100%. Yeah. That's a bigger, that's a good thing. Um, I just hate the four seamer surprisingly, right. <laughs> like has it's, all the bad things except velo, which if you add a pitch that's much softer and then toys with timing, will make the velocity on sure. the forcing play up a little more because right now the velocity is so. not enough to fool hitters. Yeah, I, hope, I mean, rock. when he gets it upstairs, it is, but I guess sure. but it's it's just, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I'm still on Hunter Green. Um, so maybe he'll get changed. Maybe he'll be so good in spring and I'll be, they'll be different. So I'm going to be watching for that one. Um, Nick Lodolo, it's funny. There was the mining the news, which by the way is like the best article I'm trying to figure so out. Good. I'm trying to set up like an RSS feed so I never forget it now. Um, like I figured out how to do that so I can put it in an RSS reader. So I just make sure that I know that it was published. Um, thank you, Jeff Zimmerman, for that. I it did say inside of it that Nick Lodolo is still dealing with his leg injury. But mm-hmm. I read the article more and Nick Lodolo, they're like expecting him to be ready at the start of the season with everybody. Like he's pitching pain free. It's still it's not 100 percent is what he said, but it's not a case where it's inhibiting him pitching. We are two different things. Like you can have like, oh yeah, my my leg is bothering me or whatever, but like it doesn't bother me while I'm pitching, you know? So the understanding that I have is that he should be fine. Same with Graham Ashcraft, who's only a couple of days behind as he's still feeling some impact of his toe surgery. But like both of those guys, you should expect to be in the opening rotation, maybe delayed by like a week or something mm-hmm. at worst, but it's not something that we should be changing how we feel about them. What I am more curious about is, hey, Graham Ashcraft, do you have actual good cutter command now, please? Like, <laughs> probably not. 
Um, another pitch too, man. And Lodola needs his changeup working. Um, mm-hmm. Frankie Montes, I'm very curious about because if he has not only his velocity back, which he didn't at the end of the year when we very brief- briefly saw him, but who knows? Um, is he going to have the feel for a splitter? Because what do you know that he needs that? Because he has a slider, not as a swing strike pitch, as a strike pitch. So he needs a put away offering that was his put away offering. So that's where it, that's the case where I do like the splitter for Montes. It's just. He needs to have the feel of it. And that's where I don't like splitters because you lose the feel of it. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, Andrew Abbott, I don't know. Can he like locate four seamers? Because he can't, but maybe. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be swayed by him. And Nick Martinez, is he going to be heavy in the changeup? Now, keep in mind that's six guys. So what are the Reds doing? I think they said that they don't. No, I'm thinking of the Tigers. The Tigers yeah. said that they're going to go five man. Yeah, so you I also didn't even mention. Uh, you mentioned Nick Martinez. You didn't mention Brandon Williamson and. Connor well, they're Cohen. not in the rotation to me. Well, yes, I just mean that they're they were pitchers who were in the rotation last oh, right. year at times. They oh, just yeah. have so many arms. Well, there is a there through. is six. There are six prospects to watch here. Okay, <laughs> but I'm I'm just even saying like the six that are in the rotation debatably. I don't yes. know what's going on there. Like. I mean, if you have Lodolo out or Ashcraft out, well, there you go. It's simple, but that's not really the case in my view. So we'll get some clarity in that. That's something certainly to watch. I don't even have it as like a, as a, I don't know, five man rotation watch or whatever I'm calling it. Uh, because like right now it's just a six man, I guess. Right. Um, now the prospects to watch. Yes. Brandon Williamson is there. I don't think he's going to be in that rotation or anything like that. I hope that he's up to 94 again and throwing that cutter well inside. But he was down to 92 by the end. He had the had COVID and it messed him up and so on and so forth. But you have five guys here are all kind of interesting. I mean, first one's not as interesting, which is TJ Antone, which is just like, hey, cool. You're back, buddy. I'm curious. Awesome. Yeah, I, I That's just, just a thumbs up. Throw. I just want to see him throw and be, yeah. and be healthy. Right. That's it. Um, the other four are super interesting. Uh, there's Connor Phillips, who has bad command, but absurdly good stuff. There's Chase Petty, who like is kind of fun. But again, is that stuff good enough? Or sorry, is the command good enough to match the stuff? There's Julian Aguilar, who's very interesting. and wrote inside of my top 100. And then there's Rhett Lauder, who's not in my top 100 because he literally hasn't pitched yet in the minors. So I'm like, well, fine. You probably aren't going to be up. This is going to be actually our first real look at him. And yeah. that's cool. So make sure you watch lots of Reds games. I'm not looking forward to the fact of not knowing like, who is going to be pitching that day. And relying on people to tell me because I do that morning tweet. And by the way, yes, the first pitch, po- sorry, the plus pitch podcast is returning tomorrow as I start doing a podcast every morning through the next, I don't know, since the end of September, because I'm going to be reviewing all the spring training stuff uh, moving forward. So look forward to that. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is an interesting Cincinnati team. Yeah. Um so many arms super it's like their rotation is like their infield they're just so many guys <laughs> we'll see how it uh how it shakes out yep uh we're gonna move on to some more teams but we're gonna do that after this break next up cleveland guardians let's go this is boring <laughs> i feel like it's it's locked in we just i know, mean we know Shane Bieber, are you actually sitting 94 sure or 93 even right that's cool tanner bybee i don't know is your command better it's probably not Gavin Williams is your command better? Like you're a four seamer, you're a stretch arm, strong right, super extension boy. But it's a uh, it's a slider that is good. And the curveball wasn't a good strike pitch, but if it is more of a consistent thing, we see him focusing on that. That's good. Maybe there's a changeup involved or something. But Gavin Williams needs to figure something else out in his secondaries. Tristan McKenzie is his velocity back? Is his command back? Because what we saw of him very briefly was not. 
And uh, that curveball was so filthy before. And like, does he look like Tristan McKenzie? If he does, he should be shooting up draft boards. Um, and then the fifth spot is kind of interesting because it should be Logan Allen, right? And if Logan Allen is just kind of Logan Allen, like whatever. But Carlos Carrasco is uh, underneath my prospects to watch. And I put LOL I about Carrasco because like he has a non-roster invite and like he's going to be fighting for that uh, that spot. And if he doesn't make it to the roster, he's going to be released. So maybe they have him as a long reliever. Maybe they, he does start instead of Logan Allen. Something mm-hmm. to watch there. Um, and two others is Jaime Berea, who's out of options. So see if he's actually going to be involved with this or not. And then there's Tyler Beatty, who has a non-riser invite. And I just had to mention that one because that's hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, really, the, the time, the times that I was all about Tyler Beatty. I, I put him, I think, like in 2000, I think in January 2022 or 23. So like he's my ultimate sleeper because he is the fifth starter for the Giants right now. And then he goes and signs overseas. I'm like, well, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And by the way, there's, there. oh, I should mention there's one more. There's Joey Cantillo, who is, I think, really like the true backup here. Um, when you look outside of Carrasco and Logan Allen, it's Cantillo, um, not Hunter Gaddis and Zeman Curry. They don't want to do that. If there's someone of interest, it's him. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Daniel Espino, he's still injured, I think. If he's not, he he's on the 40 minutes, so we might see him too. I'll put him in the notes too. Um, those are the two real prospects, I think, uh, for the Guardians. Yeah, the the Carrasco thing is interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. I assumed their rotation was locked in, uh, but maybe it's I would assume so only too. Ni- like, only ninety percent like, locked not, in. You know, Carrasco yeah. isn't like your Chad Cool and Jake Woodford. Like this is actually someone who can pitch as recently as last year. Sure. So if he is doing that, the Guardians will probably seize that opportunity. Yeah, why not? I could see that. Um, and a little bit of added uh, veteran insurance. So not insurance, but like, you know, guide for some of these younger younger pitchers right. as well. Um, there is a lot to watch in an ugly situation in Colorado. Oh, no. Is there, though? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to watch in terms of like if you see a, a car wreck on the side of the road. I mean, who really knows what's, <laughs> what's happening? I mean, all right. It's Kyle Freeland and Kyle Quantrill and Alston Gomber and Ryan Feltner and Dakota Hudson. Uh, Joe Rock and Carson Palmquist are interesting. You know, you're not going to see... Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Um, but the, uh, the one who has not yet pitched for the Rockies, uh, he did not get a roster invite um, Chase the Lander. Um, and so we're waiting for him to show up, essentially. He was, I think, their number one first round pick um, last year, uh, ninth overall, and they just shut him down. So we're just waiting for that one. But I mean, Noah Davis and Peter Lambert, too, like Carl Kaufman, who should be a Royal, obviously. Jeff Criswell. Um, none of this do we really care about. So Ty, just Ty Black. Ty Black. Ugh. Um, that's, that's I, yeah, I'm so sorry. Jalen Beats. I'm going to add. I'm going to add Anthony Molina. No, don't do that. Well, just because he's a rule five pick, so he has to make the team. He probably is going to be a reliever, but he was a starter in the Tampa organization. Um, Last year, he pitched in 28 games and he started 27 of them. So, you know, you're not wrong. I don't assume he's going to make the starting rotation, but again, it's the Rockies. And And he had a sub 20% K rate in in double A and triple A last year with Tampa Bay. Yeah, there's there's nothing really interesting about it. It's just just like, can he, they need to keep him on the roster or give him back. So where do they, where do they put him or do, or do they give him back? Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, we've talked about this next team a lot, but there's a lot to watch for the Detroit Tigers. Yes, the Detroit Tigers. So I, uh, they have, they said that they're not going to a six man rotation, which should honestly, you know, you should be like, wait a second. That means that Tarek Skubal, Jake, Jack Flaherty, Kenta Maeda, Matt Manning, uh, Reese Olson, Casey Mize, uh, what's going on here? So, Tarek Skubal, we heard about 100 hitting 100. That's cool. I just want to see the velocity sticking. And I want to see the new slider that he's working on because I didn't like the one that he had with the cutter. And if that's actually a legitimate slider, he will move up my draft board tremendously. I'm still a little worried about the four-seamer locations and it's mediocre shape. But as long as the velocity is holding at 95, 96, then we're cool. Jack Flaherty, I want to see if there's anything new from him. Um, he should be in that rotation. Like, you just paid him a lot of money. Like, if he's not in the rotation, what's going on? Uh, Kenta Maeda, as long as everything is normal, is at 91, 90, 91, then we're fine. Um, Matt Manning, I'm very curious to see if he can hold a 95 mile per hour velocity. I think it's very big for him because he does actually profile out with pitch shape of close to Zach Wheeler, just not as good of a VAA, but like extension wise is there and the VA isn't terrible. And if he has a velocity that, that actually does kind of look like it. Um, and the slider was very helpful for him. So there's maybe some developments in Matt Manning. Pay attention to that. How is Reese Olsen going to get out lefties? He's a slider changeup guy with sinker and the four seamer is absolutely terrible. So I'm very curious to see if there's something getting added to that mix to see if results can deal with it would be like a cutter or something along those lines. Everyone should just get a cutter. Um, Joey Wentz has been told to be, Hey, look, you are not going to be starting your in relief. So who does that leave? Well, Oh boy. So you got Casey Mize. What's going on? How are we doing? You know, like, what's up there? You got Sawyer Gibson long, but he's dealing with a groin injury. Um, so we're not going to really see him. Um, Alex Fajardo, don't really care. Mason Engler, no. Uh, Kyder Montero, no. Wilmer Flores is going to be there. Okay. I don't really think he's actually that good. I don't think his command is that good. I don't think he's as overwhelming as we want him to be. And we're going to see Ty Madden. Oh, get excited for Ty Madden. He might actually get sooner opportunities than the other guy I'm going to mention. But Ty Madden to me is someone, unfortunately, I think is like eighth or ninth on the on the list for the Tigers this year. So I don't really want to consider stashing him. But then there's also Jackson Job. And guys, you're going to watch Jackson Job and y'all are going to freak out because he's so good. Like that is must see television. Yeah. When Jackson Job shows up, it better have a good camera angle. And I really hope we get StackCast data. I'm so bad at remembering who's in Arizona and who's in Florida. I think they're in Florida. If I they're in it. Florida, that means we get StackCast data, I think. I think like the bad ones were last year in Arizona. I don't know what the situation is with StackCast data, actually. So I got a shout out. Um, Thomas Nesco, who's on okay. Twitter at TJ Stats. Oh, yeah. Because he posted something earlier today that he is compiling... A list of all the spring training stat cast games. Oh, he's thanks a lot, man. Calendar for each team and oh, not only saying nice. which games are on MLB.tv, but which of those games have stat cast information available for them as well. I don't know if it's done or not. Um, he said he's working on this project that's generating these spring training schedules. Um, but it is, I mean, once he gets it out there, uh, that's going to be really cool to kind of see. So that's at TJ Stats. Um, that's awesome. Twitter, something to definitely look for. Thomas, thank you so much for it. Uh, that's so cool. And uh, uh, yeah, I love stuff like that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's that'll be incredibly useful. Um, 
The Astros feel like another team that is kind of, I mean, locked in. I know there are some things to watch, but in terms of rotation battles, we might not have the drama of some of these other teams. Well, there's one. There's one. There is a fifth rotation spot challenge. Okay. And um, But before then, it's like, Verlander, are you fine? You're fine, right? Everything looks fine. I mean, I know your shoulder was slower, but like, he seems like he's fine. So he should be going opening day, or maybe it's Framber Valdez, whatever, doesn't matter. Okay. Framber Valdez, please throw the cutter inside to righties. Cool, thanks. Awesome. Christian Javier, just throw sliders for strikes. Great, thanks. Hunter Brown, are you like actually developing? <laughs> you know, are you going four seamers up? Are you going four seamers down? Uh, I'm very curious actually about the Astros, oddly enough, in this way. Like everything, everyone has something. Um, and also, how is he developing the slider in the curveball? Are they becoming consistent pitches? Like, what I want to watch Hunter Brown and say, oh, cool, you are doing good things and you look like you're in control of what you're doing and it looks good. Um, Jose Arquiti has a four seam that needs to go upstairs. And I don't understand why he doesn't. And yeah, do that more. Um, also, do you have the fifth rotation spot? Rotation spot or is it JP France? And JP France apparently is like used to be a strikeout guy. And then now he wasn't when he showed up in the majors, but he might lean more into that. And I'm very curious to see that rotation battle happen. Um, it seems like it's Arkady, but it could be France and maybe like it's a sex man. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But uh, that that's what's going on there. That's the most intrigue to me. As far as like this, the, the prospects to look at. I mean, Sean Dubin is going to maybe be like a surprise guy that shows up or Spencer Arigetti. Yay. Yay. Um, outside of those guys, like Colton Gordon, maybe. Um, yeah. Not really uh, excited otherwise. I would also just add um, JP France uh, has some shoulder inflammation right now. He said he's not concerned about it, but just something to watch in spring training because he is, right. as as you mentioned, within the starting pitcher, within the, within the battle for this final rotation spot. If this inflammation lingers um, right. and we don't see him on the mound early or often, that could obviously I w- want to emphasize shoulder information is the most okay thing to hear now that just yeah. essentially means that like as they're ramping up they just need a little take a little slightly slower zach gallon and uh zach wheeler both dealt with it and they were aces then after like it's don't worry uh yeah. shoulder information is fine we talked about that i forget which other pit with pitcher which pitcher we were talking about but it's just like sometimes these guys actually take time off and they just need to loosen back up yeah and exactly it just doesn't happen immediately um and that's not an injury right right that's just shaking some of the cobwebs a little bit um <laughs> what are we watching for with the Kansas City Royals uh i know there's no one there it's just michael waka and seth lugo and and brady singer is there someone else in the rotation that i'm forgetting um in the royals rotation yeah uh jordan lyles is there anyone I, I, I know you want me to say Alec Marsh. Um, oh, maybe Cole I, Reagans, baby. Let's go. Oh, okay. Oh, so I, I thought you were, I thought you were giving me a hard time because no, when we started together in no. the summer. I kept trying to Guys, get you to like Alec Marsh. You will see. I mean, here's the thing. All our, uh, I went on the fantasy pros podcast with Joe PCP and Chris Walsh had a great time. Um, I gave them a hard time because I, I didn't agree with the, with some of the arguments about Reagan's um, and I see like in the consensus, it's like 29 is called Reagan's now. And I'm, I'm having like 14 and there's even temptation to say like 12 and put him ahead of Yamamoto, for example, um, because like Yamamoto has a f- lower uh, innings cap this year. 
Um, and you're going to watch Cole Reagans in the spring, y'all. And you're going to see just, yeah, he's amazing. And it's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, that's that simple. Um, Michael Walker throwing more change-ups. It's fine. Seth Lugo, like, I don't really expect anything new there. Maybe leading to the slider more. Below, I don't know. Brady Singer, do you have anything else instead of sinker sweeper? Which we all know now. Hey, that's not a consistent thing because lefties exist. Um, and Jordan Lyles, I guess you're the number five. But right, as you mentioned, I guess maybe Alec Marsh. Uh, Matt Sawyer, he's a rule five pick. So maybe there's some fight there. Um, you know, Daniel Lynch, I was just talking to another analyst who was like, Hey, I think, you know, maybe him, uh, I don't want to blow his spot, but I don't, I don't believe it, but I told him I, I didn't believe it, but maybe he believes it. Starting late. Um, I think I might've seen that too, actually. Al- uh, Angel Angel Zerba, uh, I had some moments last year, but like, there's nothing, there's nothing really exciting to watch here. Did you know that Luis Sessa is here? I feel like it's always, every I time I say that, I feel like it's a roast. I didn't um, know that Luis Sessa was here. Yeah. He shouldn't have been starting when he was for the Reds, though. So, yeah, there's nothing that I'm excited about, say, for really just seeing more Reagans out with the Royals. Gotta, gotta have it. Um, gotta also, have it. Um, I might have been wrong on the Daniel Lynch thing. I just saw that on the 18th, he was throwing live BP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he seems to be healthy and, and fully ready to go. So, yeah. you know, I would say Daniel Lynch certainly is competition for Jordan Lyles for that last spot. It's not like Jordan oh, Lyles is. Well, it's, it's all about extension with, uh, with Lynch. Like he has like a seven foot extension, which is great, but he throws like 92, 93. If he throws like 95, all of a sudden, which I think we've seen moments in the past where Daniel Lynch throws really hard. If that happens, then it becomes like Gavin Williams, you know, because the, the, the vert isn't good for Gavin Williams. The, uh, the VAA for Gavin Williams is like one, as opposed to like 0.8, which isn't good for Lynch. But you can get away with that a little bit more if you have such good extension to go with the uh, the velocity. So there's there's some hope if there's velocity, but if there's no velocity, then like I'm not doing this. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. And like you always get chance with with somebody like Lynch, who was who was a really well thought of prospect. That like they an organization like the Royals might give him more shots than you would expect. Right. Um, there are some interesting pitchers we like for the Los Angeles Angels. There are, and we're going to talk about those after this break. For the Angels, there are some. I mean, I was hyped about Reed Detmers uh, in the past, and I now believe that his fastball shape is just too bad. But hey, he had that change at the end of the year last year. Maybe that's really taken off, and that can actually be more of a thing of sliders, curves, and change-ups as opposed to really leaning on that fastball, and that could help. We'll see that. You like your boy Griffin Canning, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm curious to see if he can earn enough strikes with his secondaries and not have to lean on his four-seamer. Patrick Sandoval, I don't see how this really works unless his changeup and slider are both so good, but his fastballs are so bad. Tyler Anderson, you're going to have a really good changeup and cutter and foul. No. Uh, Chase still said a lot of people are excited about it. I understand. I'm really happy that he's pitching again and, and looks all good to go. Um, he uh, had his moment because he had a really good splitter game and then a really good slider game. And maybe that slider is real. Uh, I don't think the fastball is good enough. Um, I don't think the splitter is consistent enough, so I'm kind of out. But maybe there's something there. Um, Jose Suarez is going to be stretched out as a starter. He has no more options left. Um, and that is their intent, so he's going to be a long reliever. But like, I don't really expect to see anything new there. And as far as the rest of this uh, rotation, I mean, we saw Kenny Rosenberg last year. There's Zach Plesak. Remember him? He yeah. exists. He's part of their 40-man. 
Um, you have Davis Daniel, who you know had some little moments, I guess, last year. It was kind of intriguing, but no. And Carson Fulmer is here. Oh my gosh, I remember Carson Fulmer. Uh, White Sox legend. Um, but otherwise, like this is not... I don't trust the Angels here, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to watch my boys, Griffin Canning and Chase Joseph, just, just to see. I mean, I, you know, I'm watching everyone anyway, and like sure, I will be, I'll be right there with you. you are. And of course, they'll just give uh, Suarez a rotation spot over Silseth just because we can't have fun. Why? Why would we want fun? Um, <laughs> what about the things are slightly more uh, entertaining over um, in the same city with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I don't know if you saw that Teoscar Hernandez video. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. So fun. I'm like, honestly, like, why? I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, like, you're really going to put this ridiculous super team together and then make me like you because you're actually just like likable fun people like that's not I, that's what's the thing is that. watching i honestly going to the dodgers game last year with the pitcherless meetup like i could see how fun the dodgers were as a team like even yeah. being there even like their interactions with the coach and you can just see sometimes it's really nice just to see on the field like they are having fun together and i cannot express enough how much team morale affects uh success so stuff like that, I always love to see. Um, Yamamoto, obviously, I'm going to be covering that one uh, when he does uh, show up, and he should be good just as long as everything's working. Um, Tyler Glass now, just be healthy. Bobby Miller, is he doing more with his slider? That's really the only mm-hmm. thing. James Paxton, are you at 95, 96 on the fastball? Great, awesome. It won't be right away, but as long as we get there. Emmett Sheehan, um, you know, made a point that location plus is not good for Emmett Sheehan, and I'm very curious to see how the change him and slider look for him because i think that was something that was a later addition for him uh at least as far as steps forward with them at least earning whiffs so i'm curious about that and he does go upstairs but there is he, the way that he does release it is more of a slinger which would suggest that he isn't actually good at putting it upstairs accurately as opposed to like big misses with it so uh, i am curious to see how she and looks there and with the news of walker bueller we're just not going to see him because they're just delaying, or maybe we will. I don't think we will at all. He may pitch once, maybe uh-huh. in the Cactus League. That's okay, it. maybe, maybe once. All right. Well, it's not going. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't like react to that one, everyone, because it's probably going to be lower velocity. Um, there's also uh, Gavin Stone, whatever. Landon Knack, maybe. Uh, Kyle Hertz. Uh, uh, Michael Grove. No, but the one guy that I'm very interested in is River Ryan. I think River Ryan is dope and oh, I'm excited to see him because I might be, I don't know. I might be really stoked. Like he is an overpowering fastball with like a full arsenal kind of guy. And I, uh, especially pitching for the Dodgers, if he comes up and gets a starting spot, like what? Uh, he has a lot of guys to go through first um, because I mean, right now they have five, including Paxton, but then Bueller and then they might have Clint Kershaw. Okay. They don't, have I don't know. Uh, but Dustin May midway through the season, mm-hmm. and then they might decide to go to Grove or to Stone before they get to River Ryan. Stone. So, or Landon Knack or something like that. But man, keep your eye on River Ryan. That's going to be fun. You didn't even say Kyle Hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, Kyle Hurt, I did, I did earlier, but not. Well, yeah, but in this, this list. list. Yeah. I think that River um, Ryan's above Kyle Hurt. Uh, Gavin Stone not is throwing that game tomorrow. I mean, yeah. throw it like he, what was he going to throw two innings? But usually he, he you see starting like the pitcher first, for the first game is not the good one. Well, it is for Musgrove, baby. Oh, it's uh, we'll Musgrove? Talk about that oh, that's later, cool. but it's, 
Somebody pointed out they really should have started Michael Grove, so it could have been Grove versus Musgrove because it's just oh yeah, like well, it's spring training. Let's have some fun. Yeah, you know? Grove that's, and that's Musgrove. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, what about the Miami Marlins? They have definitely have some competitions for rotation. Oh yeah. Um, so Luzardo, it's just about cool. Like keep your velocity at ninety six plus. Uh, Yuri Perez, are you getting curveballs over? Are you actually trying to go upstairs with fastballs, four seamers? That would be great instead of just this middle away, which is the most annoying thing ever. Braxton Garrett, uh, he's trying to fix his changeup again. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I, I don't really also, believe in Garrett. Like a little, he's also a little delayed. Great point, right? Um, he is delayed at the moment. So it might open the door for more things there. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Edward Cabrera, just those strikes. Hi, what's up? Just those strikes. Is he like changing his mechanics at all to make him throw more strikes? Because I saw his mechanics. I didn't really feel like he was as violent as others who struggle to get the ball in the zone. So it was actually against the lefties that his four-seamer cannot find strikes. And then against righties, he can. So it's really against lefties. Like, hey, what's up? Um, Figure that out. Trevor Rogers. Hey, he's here. Okay. You used to be like the talk of the town in what, 2021? And we've really been kind of been patient about it since. So that would be cool. Maybe it was 2022, but like whatever it is, Trevor Rogers is supposed to be there in the rotation. Sixto Sanchez. No, we know this. That's not going to be a thing, guys. Ryan Weathers had a but, moment. But I just year. want to say it's nice. Yeah. Uh, he's another one where it's good it's to see nice. that he's pitching. I'm happy. It's let's nice. let's have him have a healthy spring. Yeah. Let's go out there. But this is not uh, it's not going to be a thing. No, it's not. But uh, Ryan Weathers, uh, kind of interesting. He changed himself a little bit. He actually bullied the Pirates. I know it was the Pirates, but his last start of the year, the very last day, Weathers kind of looked cool. But it wasn't enough. I remember actually watching with everybody. Being, there are moments. And then it's like, oh, no, this is not good command. But hey, whatever. Alcantara will not be there. And that's the most frustrating thing in the world. Weathers uh, is adding, uh, adding a pitch, adding a two-seamer. Oh, that's um, good. To help with lefties, that's good. Yeah. I hope only to help with lefties, though. Yes. Um, and then Max Meyer is actually someone to really consider for that rotation spot. So if there is a massive delay with Braxton Garrett, like Max Meyer is the one, I think, who's going to get it. Uh, also, Brian Homing also adding a pitch. Be there. Why good because a slider is all he had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a good slider, but that's it. And I remember then the debut being like, "This is uh, I like sliders, and don't get me wrong, fifty percent sliders, I'm generally okay with that, but that's normally a product of lack of depth." And yeah, no. So the rest of this after Meyer, uh, what else is there? I don't see any name that I'm like, oh, yeah, well, there's, you know, uh, no, it's just Max, really. I, I might yeah. be missing something. There is Noble Meyer, but he will not be at spring training. He's probably the most interesting one after Max. Um, actually, I think in many ways I like him more, um, but he's only been pitched in A-plus ball. Um, Yanni Torinos is there, Devil Smelter, Matt Andres, Kyle Tyler, Jeff Lindgren, Kent Emanuel. Patrick Monteverde is the highest prospect one with a non-Western invite. But yeah, none of these guys you should be focused on. No. Um, so many pitchers. Actually, it's not really so many. There are just two guys I really want to watch pitch for the Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. Brewers. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Peralta, whatever, be fine. Uh, maybe that changeup shows up. Uh, Wade Miley is just going to be Wade Miley and whatever. Right. Jacob Junis, does he actually have a roster spot? Like, it's just a slider. How? I, think he has a ro- I think he has a roster spot. 
Sure. I'm not, I'm not as convinced about like, hey, they signed Jacob Junis. He's going to be a starter. Well, so that's like, what they said is that know, he signed but they also, be a starter. Didn't they also say that with Joe Ross and Colin Yeah, May? I know. And, like, Very good point. All those guys. You never <laughs> so, know. Jacob Junis had a really interesting moment like a year and a half ago, I want to say, when, or maybe it was the middle of last year. I can't remember. Where his changeup was suddenly like really good, but it was just one start and he had a lot of lefties and just leaned into it. And that was that. And it's so annoying when that happens. It looked filthy in that game and then whatever. So maybe that comes back. Still not a good fastball. It's like, it's always been a really good slider. Colin Ray is like the, well, I guess nothing else move for the Brewers. Like he's like the incumbent, I guess, or the, uh, the true backup plan. If like they aren't impressed enough by the other guys, um, you have DL Hall, who is the one that I'm just so intrigued by yes. because I need to see what is the third option. Is it good enough? And the changeup was at times last year, good enough to be a three pitch mix. So he threw enough strikes and like, does that stick over a longer sample as a starter? How is he using it? Etc. I'm excited about it, but I also don't want to get burned by the shiny squirrel thing of like, this is not a good command guy. Nick, do not lean into that. Aaron Ashby, of course, is the other one. My understanding is that they're being slower with Ashby. Yeah. I could be wrong. He's no, on the 40-man. I, I got that vibe, too. I got the vibe that he's not really a, a candidate for the rotation yeah. at camp. Um, and that's a Which bummer because, as you know, like I've been really – I was really big on him. Um, and I, I, he could still pitch well enough in spring that he could force the issue, but I, I right. feel like they're hoping to slow play him. Yep, and uh, there's also Robert Gasser, uh, who is essentially their first prospect uh, when it comes to guys that are like, okay, well, we need to go to the farm to, to get a guy here. This is Carlos F. Rodriguez, maybe, but uh, but it's really Robert Gasser, who's a lefty, but he doesn't have the big slinging action, and that makes me a little bit interested in him. Um, and if he does actually somehow make the rotation out of this, like they're like, no, Colin Ray, sorry, it's going to be Robert. I, uh, you know, it's Junis Ray and a uh, hall right now. And there's also Joe Ross. I'm just curious what Joe Ross looks like. Like, okay. I hope, I don't know. Like secret slider back in the day. That's just not enough. Um, so let's say it's like deal hall, clearly SP three in my view. I feel like he has the in route for that. Then if gasser looks really good, they might just do that and be like, sorry, Junis, sorry, Ray, like whatever. But then there's still a fifth spot. And is that Ashby? Let's say it's not. Then ah, Jansen Junk too. It, it's it's like there's a chance that it's Gasser, right? That's my point here. Jacob Mizorowski is so fun. Yeah. And you're going to get blown away by this guy. But just find the zone. And it feels like they want to turn him into their next hater kind of thing. He's from the right side, though. He's very lanky. Oh, I, but man, really he's like 100 miles per hour with a big slider and apparently has a cutter that he's trying to go throw for strikes, which is exactly what he should be trying to do. And I really hope it looks good. You really think they're they're trying to make him a hater? Yeah. I feel like he's... That's a lot of things I've seen is a lot of... Uh, a lot of talk of being a relief type guy. That would that would bum me out because... Me um, too, because he is I so fun. Love the, I love the raw stuff there. Oh my gosh, everyone does. It's truly like, I think it was 101 in the Futures game and it's a flat arm angle and like, what? Yeah. Ugh. You've got you've got a lot of young prospects you like for the Minnesota Twins though too. Or at least one I know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, watching them, Lopez just be normal. 95 please, cool, great. Uh, Joe Ryan, does he have something else instead of the four-seamer? Like, I don't want the splitter to be everything. Please find a good breaking ball. Please. 
Bailey Ober just be normal and healthy with four seamers top of the zone changeups. Honestly, maybe the slider gets better too. That'd be cool. Uh, Chris Paddock, I'm very curious about with, uh, he was slightly up in velocity, but that was the bullpen. And I wonder if he's going to be able to hold 96. Probably not. So that's why we can come down to like normal 94. And that shape is terrible. <laughs> so I don't really love this. And is there anything else there? The Vulcan change? I don't want to rely on that for Chris Paddock. So I'm very curious what we get. Anthony Descafani is apparently going to be the fifth starter. And that is the dumbest thing ever. And I can't, I'm so upset. You're very angry. You're very, oh angry. my gosh. Louis <laughs> Varland is going to be so good. Oh, it's such a good heater. And he is a good slider too. And it's like, just let the man start, please. I go through this every year with different guys. And I actually, it, it's, it's frustrating because in previous years, I don't think I had a better, a good enough understanding of really like the fastball being good or bad. There's just like velocity and everything and now i actually know that it's a good fastball and it's a good slider it's just why uh, anyway uh it's desclafani i guess um so yeah watch that make sure that desclafani can actually do things if not then it's louis varland and definitely watch louis varland uh simi simi woods richardson will be there but he's a command focus guy and that's not cool you keep sending me things <laughs> about this random guy <laughs> matt cantonero uh uh cantorino i should Cantorino. Say. Yeah. Um, should I care? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> care. No, I know. I know. Absolutely care. Um, <laughs> he is. He is not gonna not gonna break camp with the team. Um, no. He is coming back from Tommy John. He is somebody who hasn't thrown um, a pitch at all since 2022, when he only threw 36 innings. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been a while for him. But he was. Um, I mean, he was in change. Double, was great. He was in double a before getting hurt. The changeup is elite. His strikeout rates in, you know, double a and high a were like really, really good. He's 26 years old. So he was an older prospect to begin with. So I don't believe that this is something where like all of a sudden, you know, you have your next young prospect ace, but it's also a guy who isn't going to they don't need to slow play him too much because again at 26 he's not like a young hot prospect for them um so there's a chance that if he looks really good in the spring they find a way for him to you know to pitch for them this year he had mentioned about 100 innings as his goal um and their team goal for him so maybe that's as a starter at times in the season maybe that's them calling him up and letting him pitch out of the bullpen um, so I don't know, but I, uh, I really like Cantorino and I think that he's somebody that we should absolutely be watching, um, in spring. Okay. I, I had to jump out for a second and I gave him like the one minute, one, one second. And like, I expected him to finish his thought and then we'll stop and edit it. He just went the entire way. Props, Eric. I don't I know what you said. Nick, I could, talk to a, I could talk to a wall. Like, there's, there's no, like you give me one minute, I'll fill, I'll fill that space oh, with anything. Hilarious. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, as long as you mentioned the overtop delivery, that like maybe the four seamer isn't as good because of that. Yes. So, the the yeah. but but the four seam has has some good rise to it. Um. Yeah. So the you know whatever I so mentioned we'll that I mentioned oh. that he might he might be a. a bullpen guy for them because he's 26 so and not a prospect don't, don't repeat it this is just for me guys everyone listening right now is like nick you idiot. tell like, you exactly I what it. i just said <laughs> nobody else cares about nobody else cares uh so i am interested to see him obviously david festa too of course is the big one uh he has an on roster invite he's on the 40 man like continue continue oh cantorino 
Um, but uh, Festa looks like the best of the bunch here um, with the twins safe for Varland. And uh, I was wondering, like, he seemed like the SP6 before Descalfani showed up because I don't trust Richardson. I don't trust Hedrick. I don't, you know, Cantonero. Uh, nope, never going to get that right. Cantorino uh, <laughs> is still recovering from Tommy John and everything like that. It didn't feel like he was as, um, you know, stretched out as much. Um, so Festa feels like the one that could make the jump, but he's on the 40 man. So they might be a little bit more patient with that. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for Festa because he is a very fun one as well. Yep. Um, a couple guys coming off injury for the New York Yankees. Ah, uh, yes, the Yankees. So I thought you were going to go to Mets first, and I'm an idiot. Uh, no, Gary listen, Cole, I'm going. I'm going by I know, what I know, you I wrote know. to me. I, I switched it on my end because Mets mm. are before Yanks. Um, oh, true. They are. Uh, so Garrett Cole, obviously, whatever, everything's fine, I should, should hope. Um, Carlos Rodon, he's very much like the guy that people are going to be focusing on because if he's sitting, not hitting, sitting 95-96 already, that means he will be ready to go for the start of the year. I'm obviously worried about the forearm and the drop in velocity they had at the end of the year. After hitting 96, that was 94-93. So I don't really know what to do because he might just be looking amazing. And I... Uh, and the thing is that I'd still be scared that he'd get injured. I don't know. Um, but I'm very curious to see if he's just doing well. Same with Nestor Cortez, of course. Um, but that, to me, feels like it's a much more of a discount at the moment. And if he's excelling and looking normal, despite the the massive shoulder injuries that were really terrifying, then that's really fun and cool. So I, I'm definitely focusing on those guys. As far as Marcus Stroman goes, just be normal. And Clark Schmidt, do you have a new weapon against lefties? Uh, we'll see there. And then the other guys, I mean, Luke Weaver is up there as like their very desperate option. But really, um, the ones you want to focus on, there are, uh, I'd say like three of them that I'm actually truly intrigued by. Um, that's Will Warren, Chase Hampton, and Luis Heal. Uh, Luis Heal's coming back from Tommy John. I looked up his, I think it was 2022, uh, was when he made his debut for the Yankees. And the shape on his fastball is elite. Like this is I didn't realize how elite it was at the time. So that's cool. Um, Will Warren is more of the change up kind of side, like just a better version of Drew Thorpe, um, essentially. And then Chase Hampton's also very intriguing as well. Like, I think actually I found myself liking Hampton slightly more than Warren, but both of these guys, honestly, I would expect them to make their debut this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really excited to look at them more. I mean, Clayton Beater didn't really impress me. I was going to say no, no Clayton Beater. Yeah, he's fine. The, you know, Kershaw's already hurt, so we don't need a Clayton Beater. Um, but no, really, it's yeah. it, it didn't really impress. Okay, <laughs> probably not the first person. I'm absolutely not the first person to make that joke. I, uh, but I, but yeah, it's from what I saw um, in my Yankee prep, he wasn't really that impressive to me. Um, and I would imagine that Will Warren or Chase Hampton are the ones that the Yankees are looking to uh, to really step up. So, yeah, but still, we'll see. Should be fun. And uh, uh, True story. Yankees have a 27-year-old starting pitcher in AAA named Sean Boyle, who uh, played for the summer team that I run. Uh, I signed him when he was at Dallas Baptist, um, and he pitched for the summer team. And now uh, nice. he's in the Yankees 14. AAA organization. Yeah, 14th, according to Ross oh. Research. That's pretty cool. Get there, Sean. Get to the big league. Got it. Um, Ernie, Ernie Clement was also on that team. Uh, he's got his, his pro debut under his belt. Um, we're going to go to the team you thought we were going to go to. 
for the New York Mets. Uh, they already have, they got some bad news today or something we need to watch for that just came out today. Yeah, it, it has to do with one of their major starters, and we're going to talk about him after this break. Right, so the New York Mets, they got some bad news about Kodai Senga. It's not something that they are terribly worried about right now. It's some arm fatigue, uh, but it is a little concerning. And they also came out and said, yeah, we do want to keep Kodai Senga on uh, six days rest as much as, much as possible, um, or a long, extended rest, I should say. Pitching every six days as opposed to like every five. Uh, so that push is pushing back against what I thought, which was like, yeah, Kodai Singh is fine. <laughs> they didn't really have to do that last year. And uh, I was completely wrong on that. Um, so it's not encouraging, but I mean, we just want to see Kodai Singh look okay. And uh, I still think it's so interesting as four seamer and cutter combo. So we'll, we'll get more news on that one. Jose Quintana should be normal. Um, Luis Severino is the one I'm most interested in here. Like, is he different? Is, did he figure some of this stuff out? Do we see new mechanics? Do we see him actually dominate? I mean, was, this is one of the rare cases where spring training stats matter to me. Right. Um, and he was a drive-on guy, so you'd like to believe yeah. that there are some changes that we'll, we can see. And he was so confusing last year as so to why he was that much worse. And I I just think back to like 2021, 2022, Carlos Rodon, of where he was so explosive in spring training. And it was such an obvious indication that he was better now. And we kind of brushed it off a little. I mean, I, you know, some of us pushed them up fine, but I uh, Severino could do that too. And if he does, then we should not ignore it. Uh, Sean Manai is an interesting one that some are interested in. I'm not really, I think his fastball is fine. Uh, it's not really one that I love, but it can be good, but he needs to do more. He's been working on his slider and his cutter. Apparently I always wanted him to have like a good changeup. You know, was saying the same thing today. Uh, but I don't really buy it, but we'll see. I'm happy he's in a good proper spot. Adrian Hauser, you don't do anything new, so it's fine. Just be you. Uh, I am excited about Tyler McGill, Tyler McGill having a splitter apparently. Um, and you, he's you know the he, perfect candidate. You know what he calls that pitch, right? What? It's the American Spork. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's what he, he refers to it as the American Spork. That is incredible. I love this so much. I. Uh, yeah, Tyler McGill, if he has that splitter working, it's the perfect thing for him because he yes. does not have a put-away pitch. Yes. And that's exactly when you want to have a splitter. He's got to get enough fastball. He's got a slider, change up, whatever. He needs a splitter. So that's I also, exciting. I also really like the slider is more of a gyro slider. So yes, if he fan. has the splitter working and he can make the slider more of a strike pitch, he doesn't need to use it to get swings and misses because he has a swing and miss pitch, then that slider could be more impactful, especially to lefties if he's using it kind of cutter-ish. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts there, but I, I'm intrigued. And as long as his velocity also is matching up there. Like when I got excited on opening day with him against the Nationals and blowing by 98, 99 mile per hour four seamers past Juan Soto, I was like, how could I not call him Ty Lord McGill in 2022? Okay, guys. So <laughs> I still have that shirt and want to whip it out again. Um, Joey Lucchese's there, whatever. Jose Budo, unless he changes something fine, whatever. Max Cranick, remember that? He almost threw like a no hitter yes. in his first game ever, and like oh, that didn't happen, but whatever. Um, the real interesting ones are the three non wrestler invites, uh, of Mike Vassell, Dom Hamill, and Christian Scott. Christian Scott, uh, I'm actually a little surprised by. I initially didn't include him inside the Mets breakdown. But then I really pushed them up. Um, someone on Twitter mentioned him. And I at first I was like, yeah, I don't think he's going to start this year, right? Like he's too far away. 
but now maybe he will. And they gave him a, uh, a roster invite. So huge strikeout numbers. I'm super excited to get a good look at him because I think he is the most um, he is the most exciting one given his performance. I mean, he's the only one inside the top 100, I think, of this uh, of the overall ranking for 2024. He, he is, yeah. So I uh, so definitely pay attention to Christian Scott. And when you look at that rotation, so we just Tyler McGill. You can have Ty- David Peterson come through later, but like the Mets don't want to lean on Jose Budo and uh, Joey Lucchese, right? Mm-hmm. So it, you might see Christian Scott. I think Vassal's the one that's most complete at the moment. Um, but you, if he kills it, like that might be someone we'd be pick, we're picking up. Yeah, Vassal, Hamill, and Scott, I think, all have shots to to debut this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like anytime we we have a team where we're like, oh, I'm excited to talk about this, and then I'm like, Ugh, all right, whatever. Let's I don't know. Let's talk about the A's. There's 20 million guys. I know there's so many, and none of them are really exciting. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Okay. There's at least one, I'm, if not two. I'm, I'm thinking more. Yes, and I'm thinking more of like the questions of like who's gonna make the rotation. But yes, oh, there fine. are guys that we know are in the rotation who have some intrigue. What, what I think is so much fun for me this year is because I did the top 100 pitching prospects. I actually know the guys. Like I didn't know who Spencer Strider was in 2022, right? And then all of a sudden, Neil Vita on our Discord is like, "We oh, let's go watch." Spencer Strider. I'm like, who's that? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, there's a guy throwing 100 here. Like, this is awesome, you know. So now because I did that, I'm actually looking through the non-roster invites, and I'm being disappointed that Cade Horton isn't showing up. Right? Yeah. Like, I know who those guys are, so I get excited now. So for me, it's like, oh man, spring training is a much much more fun thing. There's also the spring breakouts happening, which is going to be really fun too. Uh, so anyway, JP Sears, whatever, just throw like have better command, kind of. Uh, Paul Blackburn, okay. Uh, Alex Wood, is there anything new there? Probably not. Ross Stripling, is there anything new there? I mean, I think he was saying that he was going to try and work on a splitter or something. I don't remember. But honestly, his changeup was his best pitch at times. I don't really have any high hopes for this. Um, Luis Medina had moments last year of a slider actually working, and then it went away, and that was that. Uh, Mason Miller is going to be there. Okay. Um, Actual interesting things, and Ken Moldechuk is still kind of Mason Miller is interesting, even though he's probably not a starter and may never be again. But it, it's oh, still interesting. Just don't say that. I mean, um, don't do that to me. I mean, I remember when Josh Hader was supposed to be a starter. Okay, uh, Joe Boyle is fascinating. Terrible command, but he's fascinating. Uh, Freddie Tarnock has good verts, and maybe he's healthy now because he was kind of interesting when he showed up last year. Uh, Joey Estes isn't the worst thing ever, so uh, pay attention to him. Osvaldo Bito, whatever. Adrian Martinez sometimes has good moments, and Hogan Harris is like a Toby, and I don't really have interest there. Uh, is he here? He is. He's on the 40-man. Thank you so much, Athletics. Roy Bear, Salinas. Oh, he is the fun one. I I can't get over this. Like, Robert, like is it a boy band? Who's he? Oh, he's the fun one. He is. He's the AJ of the group. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's the one that has a deep mix, throws hard. And I've compared him. Like, I, w- I was watching a video of him. I just assumed he was kind of old. He's not. He's turning 23 next year. Or actually, sorry, in like a couple months. Wow, I think it's like December. It's not. It's February, Nick. Um, He's like, I don't know. He turns in maybe uh, June or something. 
But anyway, Robert looks like the guy who shows up in high school and is the veteran making fun of the little kids. You know, well, you know, think you got this. Well, here's a slider. Bam, done. You know, like he's the one that it's got all the different weapons and it's going to mess you up. And I'm so excited for him. I think he's legit. Uh, and oh, I'm, I'm I'm stoked for Salinas. So there you go. You got some fun guys. Okay. You got your Salinas. You got your, 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 your Boyle. Your Mason Miller. I, I want to see Boyle in that rotation. Um, I know, I, but it's, I, I mean, it's so bad. I know. I had moments with Luis Medina last year. So, know. you know, maybe he'll pull me back in. Who knows? No, uh, what about the Philadelphia Phillies? They're the next team. Um, well, they don't have Luis Medina, so. They uh, don't. No. <laughs> but they have Christopher Sanchez. They do. And if Christopher Amazing Sanchez has up. a third, uh, yeah, dope changeup, the uh, sinker that I hope he changes his approach a little bit with. I mean, he needs something better against right-handers. And if it's a cutter, that'd be great. Be like, be like Wade Miley for a moment. Uh, that'd be really cool because your your two seamer does so well against like stealing called strikes and and going in against lefties and or actually should go against lefties. It goes back door, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like Chris for Sanchez. Just be more of the same plus something else. Hopefully, Tywin Walker. I have no faith in whatsoever. Uh, Ranger Suarez. I don't really either. I'm sorry. And Aaron Nola, please throw high four seamers. Can you do that? Like you, <laughs> please. You have such good extension. You have really good, really good VAA, which means that you're actually doing yourself harm. And, you know, sometimes I talk about it and I say, oh, it'd be nice if they went upstairs, whatever. And sometimes it's more of a risk because they don't have that angle, but like they have vert or something like that. Aaron Nola actually is made to go upstairs because it's such a low arm angle that his four-seamer is better for hitters low and middle. Oh, just do it, please. It'd be so good. Uh, Spencer Turnbull's there. That's a cool That's one. True. That was a, a late signing that I was kind of a fan of. You know, and uh, I was so surprised when the Tigers just kind of gave up uh, when he was mm-hmm. returning from Tommy John last year. And I don't know, Tywin Walker and Ranger Suarez aren't really that great. Like, we'll see. I, mean, I hope he doesn't push away Christopher Sanchez. He's, he's their number three in my view. Uh, we'll see how that looks. Uh, and then as far as prospects go, sorry, Andrew Painter is not going to show up whatsoever because he's still recovering. So really the SB6 to me outside of, outside of Turnbull, um, is Mick Abel. Uh, and he was someone we even saw in the spring last year. He's a really uh, slider focus, but there's some fun stuff with him. And I'm very curious to see how he's developing. Same with Griff McGarry um, as well. And those are the real two that you should be focusing on. Max Casillas or whatever. Nick Nelson, please know. Drala, if you guys, the real ones know who I'm talking about, that it's Colby Ellard. And Dylan Covey's back. Um, oh man, and, that's the name I yeah. haven't heard in forever. I know we had a shirt for him, which I, I, I tried to remove. I, I'm essentially moving all all the phrases that we ever had that were negative. So I feel bad. Um, so I won't mention the one that I had. It wasn't really that bad. Uh, but yeah, Dylan Covey's here. And uh, real ones don't know that the phrase I'm talking about. Uh, but there's ain't no one else. So it's really McAvil and Abel and Griff McGarry. Maybe some Spencer Turnbull. Um, what about with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Paul Skeens and Jared Jones? Yeah. I mean, you, you want to watch them. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones that are interesting. Like, fighting for positions for Mitch Keller, it's still a dead zone fastball, buddy. Like, unless you're really leaning into cutters, you know, I don't see that four seamer, then I'll be intrigued. And it is in Florida, that stack ass stuff. So I'll know. Uh, Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez are both there. And like, they needed those so badly. And it's just the most Pirates pitching additions yes. ever. The fact that they neither one have been on the Pirates before this year is just so startling I, to me. I love the Marti, the Marco Gonzalez driveline videos. They're like, Oh, he hit, he hit 89. 
you're yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> like, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. I see a lot of those videos, and that Marco Gonzalez one was the only one where a guy actually commanded. Right. You know, all the other ones are like these max effort ones, which I get that they're trying to like, you know, essentially force the their body to be able to throw that and you just do more and more. It's like, you know, it's like weightlifting in that way. But like, I want to see it with command and Marco right. Gonzalez at least was doing that. And that's like, yeah, all right. Uh, wasn't there, there was like that David Samlin one where he dotted a hundred on like the inside corner. Oh, I didn't see the, that. One. And then the Royals traded him to the Red Sox. <laughs> that's funny. I uh, but anyway, uh, those guys are just like, oh, no, thank you. Luis L. Ortiz, I don't trust this command whatsoever. Same with Bailey Falter. And then there's Ronzi Contreras as well. So really, he apparently, like, he apparently looks good. I will say the beat Falter. writers have said he looked no Contreras. The beat writers have said he looks he looks good so far early this spring. Well, I'm, I love means. the fact that, again, the Pirates are in Florida, which means that we get Stackhouse data. And then I'll be able to actually know, like, is this fastball any different? Because he's yeah. just been a slider guy to me. Right. And There's a clear path for him because, as you mentioned, yeah. he needs to beat out one of Ortiz and Falter. And yeah. Falter, you know, there are many ways that he could falter. Oh, you didn't. Oh, man. There's something I got to say is like, I try not to take the easy way out. You took the easy way out. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes <laughs> it's just like it's the low hanging fruit. You don't always want it, but sometimes you you do. Well, maybe uh, the Pirates will release him and then Baylor will be a free man. That's a deep cut. See, there you go. That's foolish baseball. Name. Okay. I uh, love them. Uh, Quinn Priester and Jackson Wolf are on the 40 man and you might see them looking amazing. Quinn Priester just looks so bad last year. Jackson Wolf had some moments ish. He has some suggested, but he just doesn't throw hard enough and that's not cool to me. So really Paul Skeens and Jared Jones are like the ones to watch here. I am stoked for both of them. Both are top 20 overall. Uh, sorry. They're not both tw- top 20. Skeens is, I actually might think that jaron jones is like more uh aggressive at least for the pirates yeah um, i would agree so pay attention to both and it's not out of the question that like jared jones is just so good if i were the pirates i wouldn't because what's the point um but i hope that they do i'm excited to watch him i'm excited to watch joe musgrove pitch on thursday he yes plays, he plays for the san diego padres who's the next yeah. team we're talking about and it's funny. I think like Joe Musgrove's draft stock will go up. He'll see that first game. Like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Yeah, exactly. He's, right? oh, he's, good. Like, he's still good. Yes, he's still yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's Joe Musgrove. It's fine. Uh, you Darvish is, I'm really curious what he's going to do. I, I've been shouting at the clouds being like, Darvish, please, this is your approach. Just master this approach. Do not change it. Do not try to adapt to something else. Like, just brute force this to become the best you can be with this approach because your stuff speaks to this approach, right? Save the four seamer to go upstairs, throw the cutter inside for the zone, inside the zone for strikes, use the gyro and the sweeper properly against righties or lefties, use that sinker inside or righties, you know, oh, there's so much there and I just want him to do it, right? Um, so I'm excited for that. Michael King, I'm really excited for, I think he's just going to look so good and honestly, watch Michael King and ask yourself, mm-hmm. is this guy in command? And you're going to say yes. And you go, oh, wait, sweet. <laughs> That's going to be fun. And then what is it? Um, I think they've got it right in that Randy Vasquez and Pedro Avila are the fourth and fifth guys. That seems right mm-hmm. to me. I am a big believer in Johnny Brito. Yeah. And I think he's more interesting than both of those. 
So if I had to say there's if there's someone that really could stick out and steal a spot and be a very sneaky deep league guy, pay attention to Johnny Burrito. Um, because he can jam a lot of guys with that sinker inside and the four seamer is not so bad. So there is something to that. Um for Avila and Vasquez, I don't think there's that much to get excited about. Uh Patino, I'm curious to see how he looks. Mm-hmm. They're giving him a shot. So we'll see that. I don't think we're gonna see Adrian Morejon um in the rotation. I think they really want to be slow with him to make sure that he's healthy and good and they don't want to rush that. I'm very excited to see what we get from him, but there's still work to be done. There's Matt Waldron. Who I you know I certainly have joked that he's just a knuckleball guy. I don't trust the knuckleball, but it's only twenty five percent of what he throws. He isn't, you know, he has actually has a decently de- uh, deep uh, arsenal. Um, there's Hiro Iriarte, uh, who throws hard, and that's kind of cool. Um, but Glenado and Jay Groom, I have zero. Glenado is bad. Yeah, and no, no, come on, it's just a slider, and that's it. Yeah. But there is one other guy who has a non roster invite who was. You could say the the prize of the trade for Soto, and that's Drew Thorpe um, mm-hmm. from the Yankees. He has a really good changeup, and I don't really know if anything else is there. So I don't want to lean on this one, but he does have an on-roster invite, unlike Dylan Lesko, who is probably the best pitcher that the Padres have in the minors right now. It's just that he's barely thrown. So we're going to have to wait uh, another year, probably, or maybe later this year, the very earliest, but I doubt it. And Robbie Snelling is there. I'm not really too enthused by Robbie Snelling, but that might be interesting. Oh, yeah, and Adam Azer. Adam Mazer, not Adam Azer, everyone. Come on. Uh, Will is an interesting prospect for them as well. So lots of lots of intrigue at the back end. That is, guys, you won't really see at a camp with the Padres. Um so it should be fun with uh, with the Padres. Some interesting guys. Jay Groom is just another reminder to me of just how well, yeah, but it's just how much how risky starting pitching prospects truly are, and how in a year somebody could go from being so highly thought of to just nothing and never yeah. panning out. And and for him, it was because of injuries. We need to mm-hmm. specify that. But that's what I that's what I mean. Like, and the Red Sox. In the Craig Kimbrell deal years ago, traded the Padres Anderson Espinosa, who was going to be like the next oh, I remember Martinez, and then he nothing because of injuries. It's just wild how you you see these names, which was like basically all the the whole White Sox last year were like littered with guys who were like at one time were the next thing Tucson and didn't pan out. Um, oh, man, it's yeah, just was- it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, Patino is a great a great name there because I think I'd like to see if if somebody can get something out of him. Sure. Um, I got to tell you, I tweeted this out earlier today when I was prepping my article on rotation battles, and I looked at the San Francisco Giants rotation, and then I threw up and I took a break from my work <laughs> for a second. Um, but this rotation is rough. Yeah, they are a fantastic. Uh, spot for Jordan Montgomery too. Like the Giants and the Orioles or, to me are Blake like Snow. the same feel and same vibe of like we don't have that overpowering absurd ace, but we do have that like solid number three, you know. And now that the Orioles have like Grayson Rodriguez and Burns, it's it's changing. But it maybe it's just the black and orange I'm just associating with this. Uh, you know, they did have Carlos Rodon here in the Giants before. But anyway, Logan Webb, just be normal. I mean, actually, if his slider is looking good and different and there's word about that, that's very exciting because that could, 
hint at a 25% plus strikeout rate again. Kyle Harrison, I just have no faith that he has a good enough uh, command to do anything. Jordan Hicks. Oh, I'm so excited to see some Jordan Hicks. Like he has a sinker that does not allow like high ice here. It's like really low and he gets enough in the zone, but there's nothing else. Like he cannot throw a slider for strikes. And what is going to be his number two, number three pitch and how consistent are they going to be? Probably not good, but considering how good the sinker is, and maybe the sinker's worse because he's coming in softer now because he's going to be a starter. I'm just so curious. This is like, like total makeover, you know, I uh, show reality show. I'm sure there is one, <laughs> but um, that's what it is here. And I, uh, then like Tristan Beck and, Keaton Wynn are the last two. And I'll be honest, there is some hype about Keaton Wynn because he has a rotation spot. And but he's also hurt. Splitter, that's kind of interesting-ish. And like, he's really like leans into splitters and they're, they get enough strikes and like they're actually okay. But man, I don't want to do this. And Tristan Beck is, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's it. And then there's Sean Jelly who's no, not going to do that. Alex Cobb is going to be there later in the year because he's still recovering from his hip surgery. Robbie Ray later in the year. So what else is there? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I actually think that Kaiwai Tang could be in that rotation pretty soon. He's on their 40, man. He pitched a lot in AAA. He's a, a deep arsenal guy. The uh, The biggest knock is that he does walk a bit, but he throws so many pitches and they're all like kind of good. There might be something of intrigue there. He has a high swing strike rate as well. Uh, as far as the prospects of note go, there are a fair number. Uh, there's Carson Weisenhunt, who actually has an article out on the site right now. There's Landon Raup as well. Um, Mason Black, Carson Seymour, and Blaine Enlow might get some, some looks as well to fill in that rotation. And I would not be surprised if one of these guys, uh, between Tang, Black, Seymour, and Enlow, uh, take over and replace like Tristan Beck. Um, so pay attention to this. It's possible it's just Tristan Beck and that's a day. But yeah, they really should just sign Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snow. What are they doing? Yeah. Uh, and Keaton Wynn, who has elbow soreness. Um, it says he, oh. the report is he isn't overly concerned. He believes he'll be ready by opening day, um, which is interesting because he's not concerned. But if he believes he'll be ready by opening day, the implication is that he's not going to be like he's taking a lot of time off in spring if he might not even be built up opening day and then that adds another potential spot here for the giants yeah yeah then that's gonna be like all right i mean i think that's what boris is doing he's just like waiting for the opportunity like somebody come on right but come on it's working against them right now, which I don't. I don't root for from the players' perspective because no, I, not at all. I never root for players to like not get what they're worth. But yeah. I root for it from the perspective of this guy is very clearly trying to hold the free agent process hostage, um, and I'm okay if it doesn't work out for him, and he just is okay getting good contracts for his players at any point in time. There you go. Um, the Mariners are a team that doesn't seem to have rotation battles, but certainly things to watch. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the Mariners after this break. The Mariners, uh, honestly, this is a rotation that's set in stone. It's Castillo, Gilbert, Kirby, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu. I'm curious to see if Bryce Miller has that, how good that splitter is and that's really going to help him or not. I don't think it will, but we'll see. I want to see if George Kirby's going upstairs more intent. 
I want to see if Logan Gilbert can actually command things. Luis Castillo, you're just dope and do dope things. And Brian Wu is not learning. He called this uh, the splitter mafia. That's uh, what Chris Welsh said it was. And I love that. Uh, Chris Welsh gave me that quote. Perfect. And he's like, yeah, you don't need to. You just you just throw that cutter not down. Just throw it up to uh, mm-hmm. and in to lefties and you're fine. I mean, otherwise, I mean, there's not much to note. I mean, Emerson Hancock, I hope he's okay. Jimmy Joyce. Uh, but otherwise, they're kind of running out <laughs> yeah. of starters that matter. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, Bryce Miller working on a sweeper or or modifying the slider, I should say. Right. Um, was another good. thing. I want him to be improving. It's just he yeah. doesn't have good command. So, whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the opposite of the Mariners' young, interesting rotation is the St. Louis Cardinals' really old rotation. Yeah. Sonny Gray should be fine. Miles Michaelis, he is what he is. Kyle Gibson, he is what he is. Lance Lynn, probably going to be worse. And Steven Matz, yeah, okay. And that's the rotation. Ta-da. Uh, there really isn't a whole lot of intrigue at this moment. Um, I mean... I guess like you could talk about Zach Thompson and Matthew Libertor and all of that, but in Drew Rom, Drew Rom is, cracks me up because he throws a sinker at a much lower arm angle than his four seamer slider or a different one. It's like, dude, this is so obvious. What are you doing? Um, there, it is interesting that we get to see uh, Grafasio. Uh, Grafaso? I don't know. Uh, I've heard he Grafaso, but I don't know. Grafaso, okay. And Michael McCreevy. These are some interesting pitchers, but to me, the real ones I'm stoked for are Tink Hence and Takoa Roby. Um, I kind of pinned uh, Takoa Roby as more of the polished one, but it might not be now. I uh, didn't really look that great in the AFL. While I uh, think Hence is just doesn't have as much time in the minors yet, and I figured yeah. both of those would take more time. So I don't think any of this is gonna speak to dominating and like deserving out of camp. Um, if anyone, it's going to be Zach Thompson, um, who is like a mini Kershaw, but not the same command. I always just kind of thought of that from like the left side of big hook with a slider focus and a fastball. Um, but uh, yeah, none of this is anything that I'd be chasing in fantasy at the moment. Fully agreed. Um, what about the Tampa Bay Rays? They're always doing some interesting stuff. We need I know, right? Uh, Zach Eflin, just be dope. Uh, Aaron Savali, I want to see the slider doing more things. Um, we want Zach Littell to probably be replaced by Shane Boz, but not going to happen. So Shane Boz is going to be delayed and it's really annoying and that's just the way it is. Uh, so I will not be drafting Shane Boz because I don't want to stash the pitchers, especially ones that aren't in the IL. Um, that's just a roster spot that's too valuable. Ryan Pepe, is he throwing high four seamers? Please do that. Uh, Taj Bradley, is his command better? Like, I, I don't think I'm going to see anything that's going to say, nope, this is a new man. He's much better now. I hope he finds like a slider he can just command and that's effective, but I just don't believe it. Um, Otherwise, uh, it's a lot of waiting through the year for things to actually happen and they return from injury. Uh, I don't even know if we're going to see Shane Boz in this. Apparently, Brandon McKay has an on-roster invite and that should be fun at least to see. Mason Montgomery is probably the most relevant one, but I don't really think he's worthwhile. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm going to add a name that I'm going to... Uwasawa? Yes, Uwasawa. Yeah. Yes. I'm just going to... I think it's worth looking, watching yeah, because... Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Listen, command guy coming over from Japan. Um, stranger things have happened than the Rays finding a way to eat that, innings yeah. with him. Um, you know, that could be the guy that takes Zach Littell's spot in the rotation. I don't see it happening. I'm just saying, like, yeah. he's, an, he's an intriguing guy to watch. Absolutely. No, I get that. 
Um, the Texas Rangers have the majority of the rotation hurt uh, and not coming back until the spring. So what are we watching for? Sorry, uh, to the summer. So what are we watching? Yeah, for right. Summer? There you go. Because that's Scherzer, Molly, and DeGrom, who you're referring to. Uh, Nathan Yavaldi, are you? What's your velocity? Are you okay? Uh, that's a huge deal because he really upped it for the playoffs, and I imagine we will not see the velocity we want from Yavaldi. Uh, John Gray, it's really just a good fa- uh, slider and not a good fastball. If he's at 96, he can get by with it, but like it's not a good one, and I need to see something more. Andrew Heaney, I just won't buy into. I don't care what. I, I highly doubt we'll see something from him. Same with Dane Dunning. Uh, Cody Bradford can be kind of interesting. You know, was mentioning that he's uh, at the bottom of his deep league starter guys, but like none of these, I don't. I don't think are going to really do anything to massively impress me. So if you look to the minor league guys, uh, Owen White, Cole Wynn, uh, Jack Leiter will be there. And that's cool. I want to see what Jack Leiter looks like. Mm-hmm. Danny Duffy exists. Yes, he, he, he was my 399. Cause I mean, Tyler beating my 400. Uh, that's fun. I'm so curious. It's obviously we, an unrest invite. He could just be done if he doesn't make the team. He's been, right. He's been good with velocity in the past. So we'll see. I mean, he'd have we'll to see. have the velocity. Yeah, he had that up the velocity and it worked. Uh, Jose Ureña is their backup. So like you might actually see him make the team if they feel like, you know what? Yeah, we should have Ureña at the end of that uh, rotation instead. Adrian Sampson, no longer a cub. Uh, so, I mean, that's it. But for me, it's just Jack Leiter. That's like, it's Jack Leiter and Eovaldi. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were going. I thought you were going something else, but you were very no, on it. the key. That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's a lot more to watch with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. I so Gosman, Barrios, Bassett, whatever. Uh it's gonna be fine. Everything's fine. Yusei Kikuchi, just please throw high four seamers. Like really lean into that because his shape is absurdly good. He just doesn't elevate it enough. And command has been a thing with Kikuchi. So I don't know if I'm going to wish cast that. He did increase it last year. Hopefully he goes up higher. Um, Alec Manoa obviously is a big thing here. Um, right. Apparently looking slimmer. And I I don't know. I, I even like looked into his fastball shape to try and understand why his four-seamer has performed so well against right-handers. I think it's just honestly location of those. There have also been times of the sinker that he's had... Uh, is well located as well inside against righties. I, I think there's needs to be more in his arsenal for me to really buy it more. So uh, we'll see how that plays and how he's looking into camp. Um, he could be a really big sleeper. Everyone's just ran him off because he was so bad last year. I hear a lot of like, well, he burned me once, so I can't get back in. I'm like, that doesn't what not, not um, if he's the same thing. Yeah, that's what insanity is. But obviously this would be a different person um, if he would be interested. Uh, otherwise, if let's say Manoa doesn't work out, who would be the SP five? I don't think it's going to be Tiedemann. I'm excited to see him, but I feel like the Blue Jays will be slower on him. There's Mitch White, absolutely not. So really, the one that we've been talking about is Bowden Francis and Yariel Rodriguez. And Francis is the one with a really good four seamer shape, and that's kind of cool. There was Yariel Rodriguez who did start in the WBC. You were DMing with me that he wasn't that impressive with it. And he might fall into relief. But I also did see a quote being that they want him to be like a starter and being prepared for that. So there might be a little mini battle between them. Uh, Paulo Spino's here with a non-roster invite. Sorry, Nationals. I don't know why you didn't hold on to that one. Um, And Wes Parsons, I guess. But like, it's really Bowden Francis, Yari Rodriguez, Tiedemann, and Manila uh, are the interesting ones from Toronto. 
Yeah, the 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 quote um, from Keegan Matheson, who is a beat writer for the Blue Jays uh, for MLB.com, was that they are going to keep Yariel Rodriguez on a starter schedule through the spring, but his outlook is extremely fluid. He could open as a bulk reliever or head to AAA to continue stretching out. Uh, great quote. Um, Fantastic which, work. Which strikes me as Manoa still has the inside track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Yariel Yari wouldn't get it. Because he needs to be stretched out anyway. So right, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, you mean and good old Thicky Tiedemann put on twenty pounds of muscle. Oh, yeah, I don't um, know how to feel about it. Like I don't. He's a slinger still. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I mean, muscle could mean like Noah Syndergaard and what you're doing. It could also mean stability. I mean, we talked about it with Carlos Rodon years ago. That that was part of his whole thing, and he added more velocity and better consistency with his mechanics because you have more strength. That means that you don't need to do as much uh, on the upper half as well. It's just a better thing in general. Uh, so maybe that's good. We'll see. I'm very excited to watch him. Uh, are you very excited to talk about the final team? No. The Washington Nationals. Man, it's really sad that like the Nationals are always the last one because it's like, oh, well, okay. It's such a... Josiah Gray, no. Um, Jake Irvin, no. Patrick Corbin, no. Trevor Williams now. Mackenzie Gore, I am very interested to know if he's going to go against the Nationals and be like, I want to throw high fastballs, please. Thank you. Um, and if he does, actually, I might be interested in Mackenzie Gore this year. Well, this is like the only aspect to me. I've completely ignored him because I don't believe in any way that Gore would be allowed to throw high fastballs with any sort of consistency, but maybe he does. Um, and then Yoan Nadon just does not have enough going on. I. Uh, Cade Cavalli is supposed to show up at some point this year, but he's not going to be there. It's, you got Tommy John in March of uh, last year. So really, there's like one guy I care about. I mean, sure, I'm a little curious about Thaddeus Ward or maybe some Cole Henry. Um, it's DJ Hurts. DJ Hurts. And to me, yeah. he is the he's going to show up super quickly. Like he could literally make the rotation because like that's how they just say stop this trevor williams like what are we doing with you or jake Irving just doesn't look good or something like that they're like fine we'll just go with dj hers uh this is the clear path for for the nationals like you're going to see him before may 1st if you ask me um and he's not bad he's not like oh my gosh but i'm certainly going to be scrutinizing him in the spring and seeing if there's more to like when he does uh enter the majors yeah, I'm in. I'm in on him in the sense that I'm intrigued by what he did in the AFL. Um, I had to blurb it a lot for for work, and I was kind of picking up on on what he was putting down. Um, and so I'm uh, I'm intrigued enough that that rotation could use him. Um, and so, like you, I don't think it'll be that long. Yeah, he was uh, traded to the uh, the Nationals last year from the Cubs mm-hmm. in both Double A and Triple A for both the Cubs and the Nationals had a strikeout rate above thirty percent and fifteen percent plus swing strike rate. And it's a dope changer from the left side. Uh, so that can play because that's against righties most of all, right? I wish he threw a little bit harder. Uh, maybe we are going to see that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, DJ Hurts is someone to at least know of. We gave you a lot of people oh, to man, know of so much. in this hour and a half. Um, hopefully you find this intriguing. Hopefully uh, it helped you out. Hopefully you get to come back at the end of the season and say, oh, I heard about this guy first when Nick was talking about this or when Nick went away for a full two minutes and Eric kept and talking about it. Matt Cantorino. <laughs> <laughs> um, so proud of you. Some, 
we got some spring training baseball tomorrow. We are excited to watch it. Um, I am Eric Samolski, the Pelican. I am Nick Pollock, the Lion. And I'm going to fire off some angry tweets about 40-man rosters. <laughs>